I'm never going to be good enough. I'll never live up to their expectations. Who am I? And why does anything I do even matter? I should just give up. You know, honestly, if you've been alive long enough, you've asked yourself one, if not several of these questions before. Because what people don't really tell you is that being yourself can be considered the hardest job ever, you know, depending on who you ask. And if you ask this character for this episode, he say that it's close to impossible to just be himself. And of course, the character I'm talking about is the star of ReZero, Subaru Nasi. Hey, what's going on, guys? My name is Nate, and you're listening to The Otaku Liberation, a show where we help you break free from the chains that are holding you back in your life by connecting some biblical principles with things from your favorite anime. And without further ado, let's get into it. So the verse I want to go over today in regards to Subaru and his kind of journey of self-discovery, right, is Romans chapter 14, verse 8. And it says, if we, if we live, we live for the Lord. And if we die, we die for the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. And what I want to kind of break down and kind of dissect from the verse and how it applies to, to Subaru in ourselves is that one, knowing we are gods is paramount. And in knowing that, you know who you are as well, right? You know that you were created for a purpose, you're here for a purpose, and you're still here for a purpose, right? And the fact that you wake up each and every day means your role isn't isn't over yet. You're not you're not done. And I don't know about you, that feels good to me, knowing that I get to wake up another day, right? And for now for Subaru to discover that, because he doesn't he doesn't just know that innately, right? None of us do. We don't know that even if we're told we have to eventually believe it and we'll see for ourselves. And for Suru, for the longest time, he was honestly just grew up in his dad's shadow. And for what we understand, his dad was, you know, super likable, kind of, kind of a, a every man, so to speak, right? You know, he you know, athletic, super smart. You know, he helped out around there, the town that the um, that Super grew up in. So everyone knew him. Everyone loves him, and all of that. And and because of that, every time they saw Subaru, it was always, "Oh, you're so and so son," right? Uh, forgive me, his Subaru dad's name escapes me right now, but essentially, they never saw Subaru Natsuki, they just saw him as his dad's son. And that kind of developed a sort of inferiority complex to him. Now, like for those of you who have, you know, you know, older siblings or even in this same scenario, have parents who, you know, maybe you, you grow up in the same town that they grew up in and everyone just loves them to death. You know, they're super awesome. They, you know, they're just best, best things to slice bread. And you come up behind them and all they see is basically you you being that person's you know younger sibling child whatever the case may be instead of seeing you as your own person right so that can develop a lot of different things you could be resentment towards the person you're being compared to because you know how dare they be be this good or this great or whatever the case may be and now no one sees me for me and what ultimately ends up happening for a lot of, a lot of the time 
is what end up what Subaru ends up doing is you become so desperate for attention, attention for who you are and not who you're related to, who you're being compared to, right? Like to get people to understand you're not that person, you're your own person. And like I say in Subaru's case, he was he, he he tried to become essentially the class clown. Um always he never took anything serious or he never took a serious situation serious. A lot of seriousness. Um but no matter what would happen, he'd always try to crack a joke and make just make people laugh, just do outrageous things just to get that type of attention and validation. And and so it's, it's for me in my own personal life, uh it's similar situation but not the exact same for the same reasons. Um I think I forgot what episode it was, but I know I, I talked about before how for the longest time I felt like I had to be perfect. I had to just be perfect at every single thing that I do, um, no matter what it was with school, sports, work, any extra side thing I decided to do. I felt like I had to be perfect and the best at. Otherwise, I feel like I was letting everyone down. And, you know, again, part of that the reason is because, again, I have a, an older sibling who, you know, wasn't the she wasn't just the best thing since sliced bread actually more along the other side on the other the opposite way now again this was just in the past she's grown up she's you know 10 times better than what it was but at that time she she, she wasn't right I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of personal baggage there let me just put it that way and for me being the younger sibling coming up and seeing all of that seeing how it affected my parents, how it affected our my relationship with her, how it affected her relationship with everybody. You know, it at a seeing at a young age, it made me decide to to try to never be like that and to do everything in my power to not come out of that way, you know, to not put my parents through that, to not just when people say my name, not to have that type of look, not to have that type of here you are, you know what I'm saying? And and it wasn't too like recently as maybe last two three years where I found that I came to terms with that because for the longest time for me it wasn't so much a desperate for attention type thing it was just I was carrying around this burden that I didn't need to carry right and this is the burden I gave myself and again the cause of that I mean the cause the result of that was you know just a lot of just anger and pent up frustration just throughout, throughout, throughout my life, again, until two, maybe three years ago, when I came to the realization that's where it was coming from. Because for a long time, I didn't know where it was coming from. I didn't realize that that was doing something to my, my mental state, my emotions and things like that. But when I got older and started doing the self-work, started you know reflecting and just really trying to get to the root of why am I so angry all the time? And lo and behold, that's what it, that's what it was. Now, in Subaru's case, again, it wasn't so much an anger type thing. It was just he was desperate to have people see him for him and not just not see his father. But that backfired because all in all his horse playing and, and things like that, he ended up pushing people away. And people never people never got to know who he was and he never knew how to build genuine relationships like, you know, the ones where that are, you know, the, the true ride or die is right. Because yeah, we've all had that one person. You may be that one person who is the class clown, who's always joking, who can never 
take anything serious and no one can ever take that person serious, right? So that was that was Subaru. That was Subaru. He was that person you can never take serious, so no one ever did. And again, that caused him to not really understand what true companionship, true friendship and stuff like that was until he ended up in um in Lagunaga and the, the the place where three zero takes place. And and through all of this, it's caused a serious case of self-loathing and he feels that no matter what he does, he's never good enough. Uh, again, back to the whole being compared to, you know, to other people, right? It doesn't have to be family, you know, it doesn't, yeah, I know it hits a home for a lot of people because it typically is your family that you're being compared to um, for good or for, uh, for better or for worse, but maybe any comparison, any comparison to your peers at, at school, right? I mean, you know, you may be not be the top of the class, but maybe you're just kind of mid mid level in the, you know, just you're just average, right? Which is okay. I mean, again, they B's and C's still pass classes, right? But that doesn't mean you don't try your best and try, try to go for the A's. But in it's just the when you compare your when you either whether you compare yourself to somebody else or somebody else is comparing you to another person, it creates this type of pressure right like like i said earlier in my case right it creates this pressure and just baggage of something that you don't have to carry right because you're you're unique you're uniquely made you're you're made with love and there's never ever going to be anyone else like you ever again right you're one of a kind and trying to compare yourself to somebody else or being compared to somebody else just diminishes that it diminishes the greatness of your uniqueness right I mean, I want everyone to embrace who they are and to embrace what makes us unique, what makes us different, what makes us strong, what makes us weak, right? And again, like I said earlier, I know it's, it, being yourself is the hardest job that we, any of us can do because in, in a society where, because in order to live in a society, in a community, we have to conform to an extent, right? I mean, there's rules for a reason, right? We have to, you know, we have to follow the guidelines, but Again, where does that stop, right? When does that you when where does you know you begin, right? I know some people they take everything just seriously, like their 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 personality is whatever society says, right? And that's not I mean that's not true. You you weren't always like that, right? You, you look at a bunch of little kids. You can best believe they don't they don't care about what any of the rules are, right? And they don't care about you know your you. Know, if you're big, tall, you know, skinny, short, and it, it, old, young, they don't care. They just don't. <laughs> you're gonna get talked about just the same, and you're gonna get, you're gonna have fun with them just the same too. You know, it's just the beauty of of being a child, right? You're not exposed to all the craziness that, as an adult or as a teenager, as you know, young adult, older stuff like that. You're not, they're not exposed to that type of things, which as it should be. So I think the beginning of us finding who we are and really embracing who we are just is going back to that time going back to when we were kids and we were just playing on the playground playing in the yard and things like that and really just exploring right explore who you are who you are by looking at who you were right you know could do the self-reflection because i know a lot of these episodes a lot of the things i i go over is about self-reflection but it doesn't always have to be the the negative side, right? You know, the causes of, you know, the the traumas that you might experience in your life. And you just go back to the 
the beautiful times too, the the joyous times, the things that really get you going, the things that uh, at one point in time you, it's the only thing you can think about when you got up in the morning to when you went to bed at night, right? And or the next morning, you know, I'm looking at you gamers. <laughs> um, but let's go back to that time. Go back to when, you know, we <laughs> we were living life and not just living through it. And and I do think that as we get older, as we start getting kind of, you know, bogged down with, you know, the pressures of being a functioning, contributing citizen in society, that we forget what it means to actually live and to actually enjoy our lives instead of just going through it, trying to survive it, right? Because there is a difference between trying to survive and trying in, in living. And and you know, I just don't want us to get lost in that, right? So whatever that means to you, whatever that speaks to you, I'm hoping I'm hoping it resonates with somebody. Um, because honestly that's been my quest in my young life so far is just to live and not just survive. And that's kind of the, the real kind of big point I kind of want to drive home and and honestly it's again all this is easier said than done right nothing in life is free and nothing and nothing good is ever going to come without a little hard work right sometimes a lot of hard work um so so let me get back to to Subaru so in Subaru's case you know he's he's been self-loathing he's been living in his dash shadow doing everything he can to stand out even if it's not good stuff right and Again, like I said, all that really doesn't change until he goes to or he gets brought to Lagunica, which again is the is the the town or main city of ReZero. It's where most of the stuff takes place. And the people in Lagunica accept him for him, right? They accept Suru for Subaru because guess what? They don't know his dad. They don't know they don't even know who he is, right? Until so he shows up just randomly and one day. And and it's because they and because they only see him, he gets to be himself in in full totality. All the the weak sorriness that he displays at times to the brave, courageous uh, uh, courage that he displays when the going gets tough, and and just the blatant honesty that he provides him. Right? I mean, Subaru, he just like look, he's a very objective outlook on life, and honestly, I can respect it. And for but there's there's two. Yeah, yeah, I can say yeah. Two main characters on there who just happen to be the two main love interests for him are uh, Rem and Amelia, who truly see him for him. They allow him to open his eyes to who who he was, right? To realize that he he's Subaru Naski. He's not his dad. He's not just his dad's kid, right? He's his own person. And for him, he again he didn't really realize that until he got there. Until they blatantly just told him you know they fell in love with him because he's him he's, he's, he's Subaru no, no one else they're not comparing him to anybody else he's not you know whatever the case whatever you want to say but he's he's just Subaru and I want to just bring that up say who do we have to pull us out of our hole right when we get into the hole of self-loathing the the you know when we get in our own heads in our own space and just start really tearing ourselves down or start when we start comparing ourselves to other people who do we have who do you have that can you know knock some sense into you give you a couple of slaps and then then hug you and say you know what nope i just love you for you i don't want you to be you i don't want you to be anybody else and you know just 
give you honestly that that boost that you need, right? Because we all need it, right? Even the biggest, toughest, strongest person, whether physically or mentally, they they need a break. They need the help. You know, we all need help. We didn't get there just because of their own strength. Somebody helped them along the way, whether directly or not. And it's important to have those type of people close to you, you know, not just for in times of need when you need them to lean on, but really those are just genuine people who are going to make your life better. Right. I mean, and like I always say, life is hard. Going through it is, it's tough. It's difficult. We got to learn how to navigate it. You know, our parents, if you're blessed enough to have your know, parents in your life who guide you and show you to their best of their ability, because one, they're not perfect. Two, the world has changed since they were kids, right? Not everything's the same. So, but they're doing their best. And then after a while, you have to figure it out for yourself, right? Take what you've learned and then move forward. And then you adapt to what the world is. And then once you get out there, that's where, you know, the community and village mindset comes into play for real is when you have other like-minded people who just come together and, you know, just look out for each other, you know, flaws and all. They, they, they just see you for you. And that's why I want you guys to really, if you don't have that person, be that person first and then they'll come, they'll come to you. I truly believe that you, you are what you attract, right? If you attract, if you find yourself surrounded by negative people all the time, then it, the, the problem might be you in honesty. <laughs> Maybe try to work on your own outlook and find things that just bring joy and positivity into your life. Then naturally, those people are going to start coming to you too. So, like I say again, to, get, to create who we want to be, we must first face who we used to be and accept who we are. So, again, I'm not saying to ignore all the bad stuff that was happening. I'm not saying to only focus on all the bad stuff, all the things that we wish we hadn't done, things that may have been done to us. I'm not saying don't to forget it. I'm saying to forgive it and then and let it be in the past, right? Because, again, like I always say, like, I say, I sound like a broken record on these episodes sometimes, but just if you look in the past, you're going to stay in the past, right? If you look too far into the future and start idolizing it, you, you're never going to be in the present, Take what you can from the past, plan your present, and then move towards your future. That's pretty much it. And and again, it all starts with you. It starts with us. It starts internally. We have to put in the work to reap the rewards. And for Subaru, he didn't really quite get that um, because... Again, his his power in ReZero is is what he calls return by death. And it does exactly what it sounds like. When he dies, he returns to a previous um, save point that he doesn't choose now. It's random. Like, it's randomly set at whatever interval it's set at. And then he essentially gets a redo. He gets a, a do-over of, of from, from that point on. And, to, and it was given to him by the Witch of Envy, who, which we... Still don't know why she gave it to him, but she's infatuated with Subaru for some reason. Um, but she gave it to him so as to keep him safe, right? To if he ends up dead for whatever reason, she you can just redo, and so he he he's living. But for in, in Subaru's case, he too he tries to, he uses it to avoid disasters coming this way, and not just for his own sake, but for the sake of the people around him, which which is very noble, but. The issue is that even though he has future knowledge, he rarely uses it the first time around. Like even so they I mean excluding the first couple of loops when he realized he had this power, right? I mean, again, you 
you die. And next thing you know, you wake up, you know, like a day or a couple hours before, you're not knowing what happened, right? I get that. But as the series goes on, even when he first starts looping in a new loop, he never really takes the knowledge of what he had going into the next loop. He just still kind of flies by the seat of his pants. And, you know, as a sidebar, as a viewer, it's kind of, it kind of it annoys me, but it's part of his charm, I guess. But it, but for, for, and for our sakes, right. It just goes to show you, even if you could change that moment in time, if you really could go back in the past and make a different decision, you know, the end result very well still might be the same thing. Right. Cause there's no guarantee that if we change something about our past, something that we didn't like that we yet we would rather not have happened. It doesn't mean that, you know, the outcome is going to be, is going to be any different. It could be, or it could not be. I mean, that's the, yes, that's the beauty of the unknown, right? Because we don't, we don't know anything. Only God knows everything, right? We just got to move forward. We just got to keep going, and and honestly, and the biggest, the biggest kind of takeaway I want to take from this, because for in Subaru's case, even though he knows pretty much what's what's going to happen he still lets his emotions get the best of him and it causes him to make some rash decisions which ends up with him dying again until he finally gets right you know five or six loops down the road but it just really goes to show that if we don't learn from our experience we learn from our mistakes then we're gonna be doomed to repeat them right we all heard it we've all heard the cliche saying i know i hear your booze but there's some truth to it right there's some truth if we don't learn we're going to do the same thing over and over and over and over again <laughs> and it's, um, it's kind of funny because in in my house we have a, we have a saying for people like that we call them habituals like again you're being habitual means you're doing the same thing over and over again and getting the same result but you're still going to try to do it anyway and and it's just, it's always always funny and because you know, we say it to our dog about our, about our dog I mean, again his it's his instinct even though he gets the same discipline every time he does something he's not supposed to he's still going to do it anyway and a lot of us go through life like that right just being habitual a lot of us just go through life you know even though it isn't work out for me the last 1500 times i'm still going to do the same exact same thing you know and this time this 1500th and one time is going to be the different one no 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 that's that's, that's not the case <laughs> that's not the case man if you're doing the exact same thing over and over again expecting a different result then you're insane. <laughs> but so instead of doing the same thing over and over again, why not just tweak it a little bit? Why not try to improve upon it? You know, whatever, whatever it is, whether it's a skill, a task, relationships, you know, going to the gym, you know, find trying to look for a job, whatever, whatever it is, whatever it is, you know what it is. I don't know. But whatever it is that you're trying to improve upon, whatever it is that or whatever opportunity that you're trying to seek Instead of looking to change opportunities in the past, learn from those so you can create your own in the future, right? Or if, better yet, just be ready when those opportunities do come in the future so that way you have the knowledge um, for how it turned out the first time going into the second time. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. So that's all I got for you guys today. Just want to thank you for tuning in to today's episode, and I pray that you got what you needed out of it and that you learned something new about yourself. 
Uh, I mean, at this point, you sh- you would think you know everything about yourself, but you don't. Trust me, you, you don't. <laughs> Feel free to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. I would love reading you guys' comments, and it helps me improve each and every episode. And always remember, you are the main character of your story, and that story doesn't end until he says so. All right, be blessed.